Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. It's a pleasure to be here on this lovely, if a little bit, overly warm Wednesday afternoon to talk all things video games with you. So um, this is the Mirror Game Walkthrough, the weekly gaming news show full of spicy takes and juicy gossip. This week we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 Slim, the Meta Quest 3, as well as lots of other bits and pieces as well. So thank you for sticking around with us. But before we get into that, as always, let's roll titles. <laughs> Are you prepared to go public with your KD online or? No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, your deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tenths? No, what button is it? Well, well, I know. Oh! We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Yep, so here we are. You saw a little glimpse of Jasmine's uh, VR reviews in the in the little pre-credit sequence there. We'll be getting deep into something else. Um, but I'm Aaron Potter, gaming content creator. It's my pleasure to be joined by uh, Matt Aldous, who this week is the COD Call of Duty Complaints Department. <laughs> How are you doing, Matt? And why won't they put Terminal in the new COD, even though I know they are? But yeah. Uh, well, you know, Call of Duty's getting maybe less complaints than they were before so oh. i'm doing all right i'm doing all right <laughs> nice nice and we've also got jasmine manan hardware expert how are you doing jasmine uh yeah i'm doing okay um a bit sad this week because it's been a very oh, no. busy week for me but um i'm still here so just talk about all <laughs> things hardware even though my brain has literally rattled after this week but yeah. on anyway <laughs> we we are firmly in the busy season now games are coming out left right and center i didn't I, I didn't realize it was so hardware centric and that's without mention of a particular piece of portable playstation hardware which i shan't shan't name obviously you already but, did um, you already not, did not by name i didn't i haven't I summoned that was the official name for it <laughs> yeah yeah um but no anyway speaking of all things playstation we got scott mccray in the chat saying aaron snotter as if i haven't heard that a thousand times before scott mccray and i thought you were above that but no anyway <laughs> just another day of going down in my est estimation of you anyway so yes the playstation 5 slim <laughs> has been revealed we're off the rails nathan's not in this week so yes after much uh debate and long rumors the playstation 5 slim model was finally revealed by playstation yesterday where we learned that the console has been reduced in volume by 30 percent uh in size it will launch this november at the same price as the existing ps5 model 479.99 sterling although it will be available in two different SKUs, one with a disk drive and one that is digital only the digital only one retailing for slightly less in fact quite a bit less at 389.99 
Those who elect to purchase the digital-only PlayStation 5 Slim will have the chance to purchase a detachable disk drive. Try saying that when you're drunk at a later date for the price of $99.99. There's also a new vertical stand that retails for $24.99. So there's no difference in power between the current PS5 and the PS5 Slim, although the new model does come with a slightly expanded hard drive of one terabyte up from 825 gigs. PS5 Slim pre-orders have already opened up in the US with other regions rolling out very soon. So I think I'm going to take this to our resident hardware expert uh, it, straight away. Jasmine, the PlayStation 5 Slim. I believe all three of us on this podcast are actually in possession of a PS5 now, or yeah. that wasn't always the case. So, um, yeah, what do you make of the PlayStation 5 Slim? How does it look to you? Um, I think it's kind of like what we were expecting after all of the rumors surfaced earlier this year, right? Because it was like always like, oh, yeah, it's going to have a detachable disk drive. And then we had this whole discussion on the podcast about what that means for the future of games and people are telling me that i was wrong because i said that this is going to push towards a more digital only future and it was like oh my god jasmine who cares i i care first of all but um yeah i think it's just kind of it's a ps5 slim there's not really anything too exciting about it in my opinion and i don't know if it's like a thing that people are always demanding like a smaller console because this is like a thing with PlayStation's right, bringing out a PlayStation and then the slim version. I don't get why, because like, who cares if it's like a kilogram and a half lighter? Because I, I'm not carrying around my PlayStation everywhere I go with me, so I literally don't <laughs> don't care. Um, no, some people sometimes have to. Tra- some people have to transport a PS5 halfway across London sometimes. So in that instance, the fact that it's lighter might help, but. Right, that was it. That was literally not my fault. That was literally not my fault. Don't start pinning on me. Lewis chose to do that. Lewis well, I mean, that. I feel like Lewis had to do that, um, um, you know, for 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the benefit of us all and, and the viewers as well. Mm. There we go. That means that's yeah. Matt's fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what secondly, I was trying to do. I was trying to take the blame. Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, I just think that generally, like, the footprint of the console is already so big, even though they've reduced the size, it's still like a massive console. It's going to take up pretty much the same amount of room on your shelf. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people, I'm not going to name any names, talking about, oh, the PS5 Slim is so much nicer looking. I think I'm going to get it because it's so pretty. It looks exactly the same. You're lying. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's exactly the same. Oh, that's literally what I was going to say. Is it's like, I don't understand. If you're going to release a new version of a console, at least have a little bit of a redesign, you know? It well, looks the same. Well, it's just got a little bit of a black stripe. They've made it. They've made it. They've made it shiny instead of matte now, or matte instead of shiny. Other way around. All the better like for your fingerprints to get uh, right? stuck Perfect, onto then. Oh. I mean, personally, I have never liked the PS5 design. I think it looks, I think it's like one of the ugliest consoles ever released. Really? Look, I prefer yeah. it to the Xbox, the current it generation looks, of Xbox. When you yeah. stand it up, it looks like a vampire. Like, it's what not. What does that mean? Literally, it's not. It's got like wrong? a big collar, like Dracula. It looks, it like, looks like Dracula. Like, y- um, and I just, I just think. I just think it's not very pretty. It doesn't really fit in like a home situation. Like, you know, you've got, you've got your TV and then you've got like your it skybox. It reminds me so your, much of your the Nintendo Wii. It's, it's just out, it sticks out like a sore thumb in your living room. And I, th- this would have been a really good opportunity to just make something a little bit sleeker, but it, it's not, it didn't but, but look any different. That's the worrying thing. Cause I think, I think in their minds they have, like they're like, oh, we got rid of this because you know what the disc drive looks like. It protrudes from the side, 
But it still does. When you buy the the attachable no, one, it's still I know. Looks the same. We can get into the attachable disk drive because I'm like, guys, what what are we even doing here? Like, mm-hmm, why? Mm-hmm. Tell them. Anyway, um, but I will say, like, just speaking to the consoles, like the the current PS5 model size, it is big to the extent that when I was moving into my flat and looking for a new TV unit, it was literally every TV unit I was looking at. Oh, this is perfect size up i wouldn't fit my ps5 in and that was the main determining factor that's how much these consoles run my life but um i i I said this on twitter as well i was like rather than sleeking it down sort of in terms of width i'm surprised they didn't like shrink it in terms of height yeah because really tall i have it on the side and like you know the width of it when it's led down doesn't make a difference but it's so tall and especially the digital version without a a disc drive i feel like that was an opportunity just to make it almost sort of like square almost kind of like a nintendo wii but then maybe they they wanted some like visual consistency and obviously they want to give people the option to add a disc drive for some reason mm-hmm. like I, 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 we said this argument or at least uh i did when the ps5 uh and the original ps5 digital skew was coming out like why buy the digital only one when you're going to end up paying more for games in the long term because games are more expensive on the digital storefront like now so I just, it, it baffles me. And like, they think they're solving an issue, which I think like people have already made their minds up this generation if they want to go physical or digital or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just where I'm coming at but it I from. But I think the difference in size is so minimal. Like the PS5 Slim is 1.6 centimeters smaller in width and everything else is exactly the same. So that's it, 1.6, what is that? Like this much, what difference is that going to make to me when I'm putting it on my TV unit? I already can't fit it in my like TV unit. Like Aaron was saying, I have to have it stood up next to my TV on the side. It looks ridiculous. And then I have everything else in my units. So like... It's already crazy. That 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 difference, that, what's that going to do for me? Sony, like, please answer. I'm asking you seriously right now. I want an essay. Answering. Yeah, Jim Ryan, come what on, that, explain. That doing? Before, before you jettison out of PlayStation, uh, let us know. Uh, we've got some comments, uh, people chiming in. Kotax is trying to scrounge for another code beta for Modern Warfare 3 on PC. Although, can I answer that? I think we will maybe be doing a PC stream for, for MW3, and we may but, or may not have some codes to give away. So thing, Matt. I know for a fact that Kotax has already had one. Yeah, for, so, for, for console. So, and it's... Right. And it, and it'll be the same. It'll probably be the same system. So it's it's just who's got the the fastest fingers. Who can it'll, who can who can redeem it first to install on PC? I guarantee you. Um, Nathan's chiming in just with a little laughing face. Scott says Dragon Ball's Universe Two just announced more DLC. A real reason to mention Goku as opposed to every other time. Then we've got the man himself, Lewis Barton, obviously, which you'll know from the Lewis Barton FC show. Uh, he said, yes, because I love spending my spare time transporting PS5s in broken bags across the country. Well, at least the, it's the bag that's broken and not the yeah. PS5. <laughs> um, Nathan says, who cares about the width? Make it smaller in height. This is exactly what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I joked on Twitter. I was like, forget the PlayStation Slim. We need the PlayStation Squat. That's what I'm after. But Jim Ryan has, hasn't got Sorry. the neck to do it. Let's get it out there. And JD <laughs> makes a makes a good point. Nice to see you, JD. He says, unless you buy from CD keys. But even when compared to PC Steam code, the price of like console games on CD keys is still you barely find like, discounts like that are yeah. significant, like they are with PC games. You get PC games for like half price on CD keys, but then console games are like five percent savings. And it's like, oh my god, that five percent, such a difference. Yeah. So like, and I feel mm. I feel like people have got this like, well, once physical games are gone, then the co- the companies can just reduce the digital prices to what they would be because they don't have to keep the, the retailers happy. I'm like, if you think that they're going to reduce the standard price of games once they go digital from 69.99 or whatever it is, 
You're living in a dream world because they they're going to go up. They're going to go further up. Oh, I mean, always going up. I mean, I'm all digit digital when it comes to console because only only because I don't play console often enough to warrant like yeah you know, when I when I when I want a game it's it's convenience over having to go out and buy it or order it and wait for it. So, and it's few and far between. It's like maybe two three games in a year. Um, yeah. So for me, like digital does work, but like there's a lot of people obviously that aren't like that and they're wanting to buy games all the time. And uh, but that's just I think that's there just are a lot thought. of games as well that don't come out on discs, like especially like mm. whenever I think more and more so definitely my game collection. I mainly think of the Nintendo Switch, where most of my Nintendo Switch games are games that are only available in the eShop because they're either like from smaller developers or. I don't know, like, they just don't release physical copies of them anymore because people are so used to picking them up on the eShop. So that's what I always think about. Well, in the case of Nintendo, like, we saw it, I think it was January or February this year, where Metroid Prime Remastered was announced and it was available to buy digitally, like, immediately, but you had to wait, like, a month for the physical edition. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think the reason that um, Nintendo did that is because they didn't want the announcement to leak from a retailer. They wanted to keep it a genuine surprise for everyone. But that's an, that's a case of, like... You know, get in early by buying it digitally. Um, mm-hmm. Lewis Barton says, just re-release the PSP. And I'm like, Lewis, you're speaking my language. Um, Scott said they did the same for Pikmin 1 and 2 as well. And yeah, he's quite right. So Nintendo seemed to have a habit. But Nintendo, I would say more so than other platforms, they tend to support physical media um, just in generally because they know that they're players. They tend to be more collectors than I would say Xbox yeah. and PlayStation people. I would agree, you know, yeah. There's always like a... Well, with Nintendo game, there's always the increased chance that you'll get a cool booklet and stuff. Um, JD not anymore. Says, not a, not as much anymore, Nintendo. Um, JD says, I love a Nintendo Shadow Drop. Me too. Me too. Um, so a couple more questions on the PlayStation 5 Slim. Are you tempted to pick one up? If not, who is no. the PS5 Slim for? Do we see this replacing the current model like this time next year will it be impossible to buy a standard ps5 as is what tends to happen and probably. the ps5 slim is just just becomes the standard yeah well yeah, yeah i mean sony did say in their announcement that once all stock depletes of the current ps5 that was it and i don't really see people doing away with their ps5s now like selling them to get their hands on the slim or anything like that oh, so i no. just think current console is going to just sort of become obsolete but it's not going to become obsolete in a way that people are suddenly going to start caring and buying them i'm sure there are still scalpers out there that have got hordes of ps5 sat there like nothing to do (laughs) with them anymore do you know what i mean so i think i don't see it i see it replacing the current ps5 at retailers and stuff but not in terms of like everyone's gonna rid of their yeah i don't i don't think i don't think there's any any incentive for people that already have a a ps5 digital or disc and, like, unless, the, unless they've got the perfect tv unit but it's just a, a millimeter to you know but even that and, that and... means that they're going to be shoving it in do you know what i mean like shoving <laughs> it in because it's that one centimeter smaller and it's probably gonna like crack stuff and then they can never get the detachable disc drive which is, i feel like yeah. a big point of it what i don't not get anymore with that this this little stand they're selling individually for twenty five oh English God. pounds. Oh my God! Twenty five quid for a little bit of see through plastic like that. 
Oh my God, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Because <laughs> it stands up already by itself. It stands up on its own. And what, I'm going to pay £25. So I can have a ring around it. It takes up more space on my unit. Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Sony? The, stand the, the old and stand comes with the current model. Yeah. Just... It's ugly. It's so hideous looking. It's not like, oh, it looks nice. It's got some RGB and it matches like the design of the PS5. It's round and silver. What's silver on the PS5? Answer. Nothing. Did you hear that, everyone? Silence. Silence. Crickets. JD says, I think the PS5 Slim carries the same role as other Slim models. It's likely a proven method to sell more PS5s. I don't think it's about special features. But here's the thing with it. That usually happens with a, sl a Slim model, and I think it speaks to the current economy that we're in. A Slim model used to launch for less than the, than the standard. Yeah. But this yeah. is the exact same price. And they've tried to like stealth it by saying, well, the digital-only one is secret, you know, a little bit cheaper. But guess what? The existing digital model is only a little bit cheaper. And to Matt's point earlier, obviously, I don't I don't know if you had a PS2, Jasmine. I guess you did. I did. Everybody did. But obviously yeah. the fat PS2 had the disc tray that actually like came out. And the mm -hmm. PS2 Slim had the like open top sort yeah, of like I insert. Yeah, yeah. I think most people did. So it's not even like it functions differently. It's just bizarre. But they had to do it, I guess. All this R&D would have been done long before even the OG PS5 was released. So... Mm -hmm. I'm just seeing it play out. Um, Adam L, thanks for joining us, Adam. Good to see you again. Says, this is why you should all just stop console gaming and join the PC Master Race. I absolutely agree, Adam L. Thank you very much. Matt, I mean, give I me the full me screen. And Matt, I think me and Matt are like <laughs> PC Master Race, so... The PC Master Race, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, I don't actually agree with PC Master Race. No, I, I just, play, I... play whatever games you want to yeah, play on whatever play platform together. you want to play them. But have fun spending... Be safe. Spending five grand on a pc to play the same games that you can play on a 500 quid console just saying as someone just, who has a very just, expensive pc just saying just like if you've got the money just you know buy all of them yeah. <laughs> like, you can do whatever well, you that's want, your solution like, you can do whatever you want like it, you know provided you can afford it yeah buy all of them so um, if you can only afford if you can only afford a, a switch buy a switch Mm -hmm. If you can afford a Switch and a PlayStation, buy a Switch and a PlayStation. If you can afford an Xbox, buy an Xbox. If like, you can afford an Xbox, don't no buy rules. one. Buy a why do we, instead. Why do we, in, why do we impose these, like, yeah. these, like, sort of weird societal, like... <laughs> oh, God, there we go. It's, it's, it's like fanboyism. To, to, uh, yeah. To what you saying... should or shouldn't play, like play but, what but you I want. But I think there's evident proof that PC is the worst platform to play on. As someone who plays on PC, solely because you can play League of Legends on PC, so that means it's automatically the worst. Yeah. So I, I'm just did saying. Did you try playing The Last of Us Part One on PC earlier this year? I did. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> how, did that go? how many times did you have to pause the stream? Oh, Matt? How many crazy. times? It was all right after after about six hours. Was, oh right, yeah. it, six hours of problems, and then it was okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so Scott comes in again. Um, even you know, we'll forget about what he what the name the name calling we received earlier. Uh, he said <laughs> I bought a Switch OLED, and uh, that's what it was. Tell me, look at name calling the dictionary. Okay. Um, <laughs> I bought a Switch OLED and thought that was a dumb move, but this is even less of an upgrade. I love my Switch OLED. Um, I also do. I just yeah. I just got my Switch OLED out of the box after ages. And because I was always like, oh, I don't, I've already had my Switch, I've already got the games on it. I can't be over to sit there installing all my games on my OLED again. And I did, and it was the best thing I've ever done. Best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I think that that is a major upgrade. Games you need to play if you have a Switch OLED. 
Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which me and Jasmine Great. are currently uh, doing, and Astral Chain. Get that played because it pops like a dream. Scott said, um, Arkham Knight put me off uh, being mainly PC mints. That was a bad launch, Arkham Knight. I remember when that came out. Um, Adam L says, Project Q Master Race then, Jasmine? Yeah. <laughs> The appropriate Don't ever say my name in the same sentence as Project <laughs> Q ever again. I'm done here. I'm done here. Hold on, hold on. I, t- I take back everything I said a minute ago. Don't buy a Project Q. Yeah, there we go. Oh there yeah. We go. Well, <laughs> well, you're gonna. Well, obviously, you're gonna have to wait. When does the Project Q come out? Is it November, or December? November fifteenth. So expect to hear very soon. Like they should be thinking about like sending out review units. But you know, watch yeah. this space. Um, uh, Adam L says, Jasmine, I have a confession. I relapsed and played two games of League last night. Please pray for me. Adam, I can't do this. I'm not even going to pray for you. I just can't do this. You're just you're not allowed back here anymore. I'm so Minute sorry. Silence. Minute silence st- for Adam L. We're done. We're done. Scott <laughs> says, Medroid Dread for the Switch OLED. And yeah, I can't forget. It launched alongside the Switch OLED. So probably a good game as well. So anyway, PlayStation 5 Slim. No official release date yet. Just sometime next month. Uh, keep, keep an eye out for pre-orders if you want a ps5 i guess mm-hmm. um in the meantime i'm going to be putting my existing current ps5 console in a glass cabinet because it's going to go up in value right once that that model yeah does that mean oh, that sure. mine's vintage now <laughs> sure. all ours will become vintage eventually yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like when you see the original xbox controller the, the, the duke i think they call it how anybody ever played a game on that thing yeah anyway from one hardware story to another the meta quest 3 is out now after its price reveal at this year's MetaConnect conference, Meta's newest VR headset is now out. Available for roughly £180 more than the company's existing MetaQuest 2 headset, the MetaQuest 3 brings with it a slightly more powerful Snapdragon chipset, hand tracking, mixed reality compatibility, and it's also 40% slimmer. Alongside higher revolution... Revolution? resolution and stronger performance however the MetaQuest 3 lacks OLED screens even if it ups the comfortability factor. The MetaQuest 3 is the first piece of hardware released by the company formerly known as Facebook since it significantly cut back its hopes and prospects for expanding the metaverse. Remember when the metaverse was going to be a thing? The word metaverse actually sends shivers around my body (laughs) like I feel like really like cringed out by that word I don't know why I uh every time metaverse like I see that term I just see the Nintendo DS Mark Zuckerberg avatar like you know pop up in my head I don't know if everyone remembers that but oh uh, yeah yeah oh. yeah I do remember that anyway um you can watch the mirror ga- the mirrors mirror gaming's MetaQuest three review live on the YouTube uh channel right now so obviously go and check that out after you're done watching us live on the podcast but Jasmine you have spent multiple hours with the MetaQuest three we have it right here on my desk. there it is. What does um, the Diddy? Yeah, what are your thoughts? It does look small, yeah. Well, it's not actually much smaller than the MetaQuest 2, which I also have on my desk because I was weighing them both. I always have scales on my desk here if anyone wants a live <laughs> weighing of both of them. But it's like oh, yeah. basically the same size. I don't know why it looks so small. Um, and it's it is slimmer. There we go. Thinner. What was the word they used? Slimmer, isn't it? Look how much slimmer, yeah. But um, it's the same weight which was like really weird to me and really annoying. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, everyone knows, anyone who's watched any of my streams before knows that I was probably the most excited person on earth for the MetaQuest 3. I was so looking forward to it. I was like, yep, this is going to beat out every other VR headset. Yep, I don't need to buy the Apple Vision Pro, which is three and a half grand. I'll just get my MetaQuest 3. And then, do you know what? I was so disappointed with it. I was so disappointed with it. Um, it's just not as big of an improvement as I thought it was going to be and it's 
really upsetting. And I feel like the games that do take advantage of the new chip that I got to try out felt like they weren't taking advantage of the new chip at all. It felt like I was literally just playing games on my Quest 2. And then um, the mixed reality feature. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. It was just bad. Like, it was fun and cool, but the novelty wore from quickly. And then I was kind of just standing there like, what, why, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. doing this. Okay. What about, what about like somebody that doesn't or hasn't ever used the Quest 2? Go and buy a Quest 2. Um, and and exactly the same thing. Is is that what you would rec- recommend? 100%, like, there's no, yeah. it's not like. So it, it's so. Do, do you think it's more like an improvement, a slight improvement in certain areas, and then no improvement in other areas, or do you think it's like worse in other areas? I don't think it's worse in any areas. Um, I think it is improved in some aspects, and then not improved in other aspects. Like I think the comfort of it. That's a really big thing with VR headsets that I don't see enough people talking about, how comfortable it is on your face, because you're not going to wear it for ages and play with it if it's hurting your head. But I felt like it felt the same when I was wearing both of them, despite the fact it's got this new Y-strap, it's meant to be slimmer, you're meant to be able to adjust the lenses easier. It felt the same when I was wearing it. it like, I have this pressure point here where I feel like my Quest 2 is always pushing on it. I'm kind of like, okay... Maybe that will change with the Quest 3. And it just did the same thing. And obviously, everyone's head's not shaped the same. So it's not going to Sounds like a you problem. Yeah, I was just going to say. I know, like, everyone's head is different. (laughs) But obviously, like, the fact that that was still happening, that doesn't happen when I play with the PSVR 2 because that's got a halo thingy. So there's no pressure Mm -hmm. on my head like that. It means that the issue can be fixed, but they didn't fix it. Does the PSVR 2 have OLED screens as well? Yes, it does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, the main benefit with the the meta line of headsets um, is that it's portable only right it's running games database don't yeah. have to be tailored so mm-hmm. it sounds like it's not really worth the extra 180 games because scott's in the chat says does quest 2 have samba de amigo though are there any confirmed exclusive meta quest 3 games as it stands uh, there's asgard's asgard's wrath 2 uh which is coming in december so that's not even out yet it's not out um, now, yeah Somebody Amigo party central i think is going to be an exclusive but again that's just like a that's not really something I played that to review the headset and it's not really something where you're like, Oh my God, the graphics on this is stunning. It's, it's a game. It's a Sega game where the characters are like jumping up and down in front of you in front of a big, it literally looks like an acid trip. Like it's scary looking. (laughs) So that's not something where you need this gen two chip to be able to see whether you're on a gen one chip or gen two, you're going to feel like you're on all types of hallucinogens. Like it's, it's the same. Um, other than that, I don't think we have any other exclusives. I guess Assassin's Creed Nexus, is that going to be exclusive to Quest 3? So that is coming to Quest 2 as well. Well, then there we go. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. know what to say then. And yeah. because the storefronts are the same, um, if developers don't put out updates for the Quest 3 and you just download these backward compatible games, you're getting the exact same graphics that you're getting on the Quest 2 anyway because it's not going to be upgraded if the developers haven't put that out there. That's mm. that's mm. it. 
we got some uh, comments coming in. Uh, Nathan says, I think Meta are, are living in its own mixed reality. And uh, yeah, you might be right there, Nathan. Adam L says, Jasmine, please, can you answer the most important question? Does it rip out long hair when you move it or take it off? Jasmine? It does. I said that in my review. It doesn't rip it out because, I mean, I, if your hair's been ripped out by Velcro, like, I think you have vitamin deficiency. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it does, like, pull on it, which is really annoying because it's like... Okay, who in their right mind thought, oh yeah, here's a, here's a strap, we'll make the strap which goes right on top of your head where people have hair and we'll make it Velcro so it will attach to everyone's hair. Who thought that? The only person that's ever going to benefit from this strap is Matt because he doesn't have hair on his head. That's it. <gasps> well, we haven't then, done a Matt hair reveal yet. <laughs> then, um, then, like sometimes when I look at these sorts of things, I don't... And I don't know if other people are like this, but like I don't view the head strap in the same way as like, oh, that's part of the thing. Because I view it in a way that they made it as bad as possible so people buy the other head strap that's, avail that's oh, available the for strap. it, the elite yeah. strap, because it's yeah. more comfortable Does and it won't rip crystal? out your hair and it won't. Like, so they one. create problems that's to true. solve it. Yeah. And that yeah. I, I do think that a lot of it, it, a lot of that sort of design is destructive design on purpose. I definitely so agree they with can, you. So they yeah. can bring out a product that will solve that problem instead of just putting it on the on the thing at first, and yeah, then give, and then creating like an elastic strap that is more portable that you could maybe use in like if you were going traveling or something. They do it the other I way around. They also they also do this so that they can say that it's very lightweight compared to alternatives on the market because obviously PSVR two has that halo built in, which makes it much heavier. But yeah. The actual fact is PSVR 2 is much more, more comfortable, comfortable to wear because it's got that halo thing. So it doesn't matter that this is it doesn't, how well it doesn't look lighter. as good on a poster, does it? That's the thing. In terms exactly. Of, like, marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Um, Scott says, more like FetaQuest because it stinks. Boo. <laughs> Put some L's in the chat. Put some L's in the chat for that one. <laughs> um, JD says, at some point, VR headset will be as big as the sack on the RE4's Chainsaw Man's head. Oh, right. I wonder where you were going uh, with that for a second there, JD. <laughs> I, thought, I felt like you made yeah. a mistake Woo! when you started reading that comment. Yeah. Like, no, that is verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what he's talking about, though. Um, so but speaking of this, like, there are two versions of Resident Evil 4 that exist for VR now. One for the classic game and one for the one that's coming out for the PS4 2 based on this year's remake. And it's not like the Res Resident Evil 4 remake VR version is even coming to the MetaQuest 3 either. And I feel like that would have been, they should have locked that down with Capcom because the last thing people need to do is play Beat Saber again, as great as that game is. This is the um. thing <laughs> with um, PSVR 2 as well, is that I think that even though I complained about it earlier in the year, I'm like, oh my God, there's not very many like exclusives and stuff. The games that will be coming to PSVR 2, you can kind of already tell that they're going to be much better than the... It doesn't matter, there's 500 plus games on, on the Oculus library for me, or the MetaQuest library, whatever it's called now for me, because 90% of those games are just like fiddle-faddle, like literally like 20-minute experiences, which is fine, but I... Oh my God... Horizon Call of the Mountains was like one of the best VR experiences I've ever played in my life. And if anyone has PSVR 2 and hasn't played that yet, please go and play that. It's so, it's just gorgeous to look at. It's so good. Aaron, don't even you start looking around. You have a PSVR 2 sat in a box in your house. Please but I don't, play on it. 
But that's what I mean. I haven't played Call of the Mountain yet because do you think that thing's going to get discounted? I ain't paying 50 quid for the privilege, but it's I'll pay 25 so quid. It's so good. It's so good. But, but that's what happens. You touch upon a good point because that is what's possible when someone like PlayStation will is willing to invest the millions of dollars mm-hmm. necessary for making a quality um, uh, VR experience rather than relying on third parties all the time who, you know, they try their best, but it, they don't know the technology is as well as the companies that work on the hardware itself. Yeah, and I think also, obviously, PlayStation know that they're working with their graphics from the PlayStation, which is True. just so much mm. better than anything that can be in a standalone headset. Like, I, I, everyone always says about Half-Life Alex, and, like, mm. everyone's shocked that that's still not on PSVR 2. I guess it was possible to play on the MetaQuest 2, but through... Uh, virtual desktop and it it's the same for the meta quest 3 right because it's not despite the increased power in chipset or whatever mm-hmm. it's not really like what i would look for from an upgrade of the meta quest as someone who mm-hmm. uses a meta quest 2 i don't really care about mixed reality when people tell me like oh you you know you can see in color now when you're in the headset i'm like okay does that help me play better games no okay not for me then i think it just moves forward though the idea of like being able to play um you know, like when you see, like I, I think that it serves a purpose for like FPS purposes for for being being wow. able to like like just imagine in your house like that. Like, what what's that game where it's like it's like as some sort of John Wick scenario where like people are breaking into your house and you gotta you gotta get them. You gotta like get that, them. Being able to see it, your house in color is kind of important for that to work. So it is. It does move towards like more options in terms of the sorts of sorts right. of like. Here's what I want to ask you though, Matt. You saw my footage for the mixed reality game that I played that comes preloaded on the Quest. Does that look like a good? No, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm saying it's a step towards being able to be more creative with the sorts right, of games okay. you can make. Okay. So, like, I'm not saying that right now it's good or or worth it. I, to be honest, I'm still in the camp of I'm moving closer and closer towards VR, but I'm still in the camp of it's not good enough yet. Like mm-hmm. th- that's that's still where my heart is on it. But mm-hmm. the more I see year on year of new products coming out and you know um, new games coming out for them and and what they look like, and uh, I, I do feel like I'm moving closer and closer to like oh I might I, I'll kind of want to try that like type but it's just the beginning of that feeling i think i I will say like props to meta though for making sure that the meta quest 3 is backwards compatible with meta quest 2 100 yeah because that is something that was a major issue with the playstation vr 2 as someone who bought the psvr one and all those games just gone Gone. because of the because of the stupid move ones that they elected to use um adam l says maybe the target audience is exclusively bold people Maybe. That's a very yeah. strange target audience to have, um, but fair enough. Maybe I'll just... Maybe there are two audience. things bold people love most in the world. Waxing and... Waxing? Yeah, I don't know. Or buffing their <laughs> bald head? I don't know. Do you buff your bald head, Matt? <laughs> I need to right know. now, Aaron, you sound like somebody that's never been bold. <laughs> oh, oh. Do, you, well, I, do you know what? I could tell you a story about that. I did have to sh- shave my whole head off once, but that's a story for another day. Um, yeah, my whole head. <laughs> just the neck. I'm just just neck, the neck. Guys. Sorry, I've got no head. For our little, for our CBBC fans out there. Um, and JD Incinerary says, just a thought, Aaron's label, Air Hostess, is that named after a bust it hit? Yes, it is. And I'm sure Scott McRae is absolutely loving it. Um, 
So, Jasmine, we talked about a lot of the problems with the MetaQuest 3. Um, mm -hmm. Where where could it improve? Should we get a hypothetical MetaQuest 4? Like, what is going to take Meta's headset to the very next level? I think most of the issues are actually software-based. Like, I right. think they're issues that can be resolved before the end of this year. And that will make me think, oh, yeah, it's finally time to get the MetaQuest 3 and recommend it to people. Because I think, like, one of the main things is that they need to, because they're so reliant on third-party developers to make really good games for their headset, I think they need to put the support in place to allow these developers to um, provide updates for their games to have the output that you'd expect from this new Gen 2 chip. Because that's where the issue lies right now, is that these games that are backwards compatible and everything it just looks exactly the same as the MetaQuest 2 so maybe the potential is there for the chip to provide amazing graphics developers just haven't been able to do that yet so I think that's a big sore point for it that it can improve on very easily what one thing we we haven't touched on uh, yet and mm -hmm. I know is important for people and I, I think is brought up in your review is is the topic of battery life like is is the MetaQuest 3's it's battery life the, it's got the same battery in it that's in the MetaQuest 2 that's, which, it, that's what I mean. Like, which, as a result, means that the battery life is worse um, because right. the processor is better, so it's drawing more power, and it's got more cameras on it. It's got RGB cameras on it, which draw more power, which therefore means that the battery life is coming. What's the word? As a result, the <laughs> battery life is worse than the MetaQuest 2 because it's got the same battery in it, which is just like... For I don't know. Quid more. Yeah, I don't know where, how far advancements have gone into batteries. That's not something that I'm like really, really interested in. But I don't know. Is like it, they could have just made it, it a bit bigger or something. I guess. Is it passed <laughs> through? Is it passed through charging? Like, can you charge it and play it at the same time? Yes, you can. Yeah. Right. But then that kind of defeats the whole point of being untethered. That's the whole point of the yeah, but that I you're completely I've, wireless. I think like if you have to plug it in every couple of hours, you know and and i think that is a thing though with vr you're not know. really spending hours and hours yeah yeah like, that, like it doesn't seem like a big issue to me like if the if the battery lasts a couple of hours and you have to plug it in like like for a bit and as long as you don't have to go away like if you can carry on finishing yeah. what you're doing i don't see that as a massive issue because unless you're like somebody that travels and loves playing it just on the street. Yeah, but the, 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 cable's only like, the cable's only like two meters long. So if that's yeah, but they, uh, you, longer you cables have to go and get exist. a big yeah, yeah. I know, but it means you have to go and buy one. It's not like it yeah, comes in the box yeah. with it's it. It's just, but I, but I think, I think that's that's a that's a something. I mean, for just personally, from my perspective, I've got loads of really long USB-C cables yeah. just in a box. Like I, I, I so I don't know. See what you it. Not everyone's issue. like us, Matt. Not everyone's like us. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, but it's. But I, I like personally, I don't see it as being a massive issue. But if if they just keep making it better and keep using the same battery, then then that becomes a massive problem. Because <laughs> as soon as it's just going to be like, oh yeah, you play it for fifteen minutes, then you got to charge it. That, that's not going to be any good, is so, it? So I got to use the MetaQuest 3 for the first time yesterday. I can't say what it was for, mm -hmm. but uh, the entire time I was plugged into like a battery pack that was about yay big. Yeah. And it was it's quite simple just to like keep have in my pocket. Like it's probably not yeah. ideal, but I suppose that is a workaround. And I don't know if there is an official MetaQuest 3 battery pack 
or battery life extender or something. Maybe that's another excuse for them to release, uh, you know, another peripheral for yeah, this thing. Yeah, they do like portable chargers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then again, it's like it's not really solving an issue. It's just delaying it because then you have to charge that as well as the headset. And yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. MetaQuest three, it's out now. Um, Nathan says, "Is there any better clarity of image?" No. I think we've established that there really isn't, unfortunately. No, there isn't. Yeah. Um, I think there probably will be. That's why I'm saying, like, holding out hope to see what they do with it over the next few months, especially with like different games and stuff. I think games will probably get upgrades, and maybe my Beat Saber experience, because that's the only thing I play on VR anymore, will be amazing in the next few months. Who knows? Um, but right now, no. Like the games look exactly the same. That's a shame. That is a shame. That's why we need mm -hmm. those exclusives. As I always say, mm -hmm. it always comes back to the games, guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, anyway, I need to get that printed on a T-shirt. We need to get a merch store sorted. I don't know. And then we can get Matt. What was it? Where are the microwaves? Or if the last where the fridges? Fridges. The fridge? Oh, the microwaves. <laughs> where are the so microwaves? It's like it was so where long ago fridge? now. Where's the fridge? Where's the fridge? Oh, yeah, I'd like that that really stuck with you, though, like for, forever, because oh, you've never forgotten it. Somewhere on, on this here YouTube channel, there is a podcast where for 10 minutes straight, Matt is on a rant about how fridges apparently don't exist in the Last of Us universe. So, you know, if yeah, it left me a partially fridge. <laughs> oh, and he also talks about how giraffes are abnormally tall. in, And they in are abnormally universe. tall in that universe, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that for anyone that's interested in the flaws of the Last of Us universe, you can go and have a watch I've got back. loads. I've got loads of them. You wait yeah, for cool. season two. <laughs> I was just going to say, Craig Mazin, you want to watch your back because Matt Aldous They need here. to hire you as a consultant so they can rectify all these issues before the show I'd comes let, out. Do you know, I, sometimes like I watch tape films. And, oh my God. Sometimes I watch oh, films yeah. and I think I, I think I might be missing my calling as a continuity supervisor on like yeah. film sets because <laughs> such a specific I've... thing to have talent in but like but not for the big general things just the tiny like silly things like yeah. you know that's what that's what i i'm just drawn to them they need you every step of the process on set in the editing bay at the premiere what a good life it'd be Adam L says, were you playing Twisted Metal 3 on the MetaQuest, Aaron? If I was, I wouldn't be able to tell you, Adam. Scott says, season two already has some glaring issues. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Oof. We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, moving on to what may or may not be our final story of the day. Um, John Riccatello steps down as Unity CEO. I know this is a story that I can't remember who was on the podcast at the time. Potentially, Jasmine, you were here when we talked about this. But mere weeks after the disastrous announcement of Unity's new runtime-free pricing model, where successful games made using the Unity engine would be subject to fees based on downloads instead of sales, company CEO John Riccatello has retired from the role effective immediately. This is despite Unity trying to walk back from several terms of its plan, such as how runtime fees would no longer be retroactively applied to existing versions of software made in Unity. Unity has already announced an interim CEO, Yet already, indie developers have taken to social media to voice their concerns about trusting the platform in future. Despite Riccatello's exit, the stripped-back form of Unity's controversial revenue-sharing model remains in place. I just thought this was an interesting story because I've never seen... Well, A, I never got to talk about it when this story was breaking. I can't remember where I was. And B, I've never seen a company commit financial suicide uh, to this degree ever mm -hmm. before it was in my mad life. It's mad it's madness. That just anyone ever yeah. thought that that would work just shooting itself in it the foot. absolutely Not... destroyed themselves yeah. emptying a whole clip in its foot 
more mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. stop unity what are you doing and then um, chucking a grenade down for good measure mm-hmm. yeah 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 um scott mccray says sony just lost a boss that is true oh my god if this guy ends up head of playstation I'm after sell my PS5. I, I, I don't. I don't think he'd get the job. Hopefully, he would yeah. not get the job. If I don't he's think he'd get any job ever again. I think. No, well, I think. I think he's, he's done. He's done. Yeah. I I hope he's done because they use the word retired in his um in his statement in the statement release yeah. statement. But let's not forget this guy was also the the CEO for EA previously as well. Back during the time of like Mass Effect Three when all that controversy was going down, when they were continually voted as one of the worst companies in America. Um, I, I don't think that's true. I can think of a lot worse companies. But this guy, he's, he carries some stink with him wherever he goes. And it just really annoys me that you can fail, 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 but you still end up at in these that level. Like, at yeah. that level. Like, that's the important thing. I think I think just if, if, if this guy manages to get another position, CEO position somewhere, then honestly, like, I just it'll be head in my hands. Like I I, I think I there are some people though that just consistently fail upwards their whole lives. There are some people that it just keeps happening for them. Yeah. And that that there's nothing we can do about it except what potentially even, even even like after like leaving, stepping down and whatnot, the trust that has been broken mm-hmm. is just so huge that like Unity might not be a company like in in the coming years but just yeah, just yeah. from his just from his greed or like maybe not his like loan greed it, it probably like bought it probably but the whoever, yeah whoever was responsible in full for that decision it's just greed it's a it's a really good story and case study of how greed will eventually destroy you so, mm-hmm. so looking into my research in this because i was kind of like why would unity even suggest something like this and there's the indication that if if you read certain things that Unity has is like on a track record to like it's not as profitable as it once was. So like, mm-hmm. if it didn't act drastically, then it was going down the toilet like eventually because obviously the software is constantly updated. They've got hundreds of employees, you know, and um, the, the the revenue they're being paid through developer and business subscriptions just wouldn't be enough to carry them. Hence why they were looking for a new model. But having said that, punishing developers who are already nickel and dimed, you know, they're the heart, without them, the games wouldn't exist. And yet, at every, you know, there's always something, you hit a certain revenue amount, then we dock you this amount, pl- add on publishing fees, you know, usual stuff. That wasn't the right way to go about it. I'm going to say it, but this was all a move. The reason they wanted to be paid per download and not sell is because I can't help but feel like the Xbox Game Pass factor is, is, is here. Because th- this happened around the time that Sea of Stars came out, a game, indie game, turn-based RPG, but ba- built in Unity. They announced, oh, 250,000 uh, downloads on Xbox Game Pass. I imagine Unity's looking at stuff like that and go, hang on a minute. If everyone's playing through it through Game Pass and subscriptions, instead of actually paying for the games, which is the point where we get a cut. And I can't help but feel like as we edge closer, closer, closer to this download future with things like PS Plus, companies are going to try and pull expletive like this. I can't yeah. believe you found a way to pin this on Xbox on Game Xbox. Pass. Oh, and I can't believe, there. I can't believe I also agree with you about <laughs> it. That's how insane this is. Why else, why, why else would they be interested in getting paid per download? Yeah. That's what this well, is. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a, I think it's a, a general fear of like looking at how other 
uh, like models in other places have worked like and the i mean look at things like the writer's strike at the moment like that it not being paid like something like this coming along and then steamrolling you into a position where you cannot get paid for your work is it shouldn't shouldn't be allowed but it happens because when a new thing comes along and it's all exciting it's it's very easy to not see that like those those like dark corners of that situation so i think the fact that they were thinking about it was great but and and like how else can we do this how but but they weren't thinking about the people that matter and they weren't realizing where the real value in their company was which was with the developer the third party developers that were using unity um and and now you know they they've they potentially won't ever come back they're, they're most certainly going to lose a huge huge yeah. part of their customer base mm-hmm. um from through trust even even because like now this could happen again and all i i think all i'm thankful for is the the like public response and the developer response to it was so loud that mm-hmm. something had to happen because mm-hmm. otherwise this would set a precedent for everyone else to really really take the mick out of like people like smaller companies that are struggling and trying to make really good stuff yeah i just want to i just want to point out that at this present moment in time while they've walked back certain terms of the plan uh, beginning of next year at least as it stands they still plan on like laying down a version of this it might not affect games that are being developed in unity right now or obviously i've already been released and were made in unity but who's to say what's going to happen to people it's like that's why if you're a developer, an indie developer starting to make a game from now, the, the advice is don't do it in Unity because you yeah, don't know yeah. what these people might do. They might change their terms of service. And uh, but yeah, they, need, really they need to find a new permanent CEO, and they need to and they need to say we're not doing it. We'll find we'll we, this you is, know, this we'll, is, we'll, this we'll is figure something else out. But, yeah, but like there is a... for them to use this as a scapegoat and say hey we don't actually agree with our previous CEO's decisions to do this, this, this. We're changing the direction and walking that back. And they can kind of walk away from this, not completely clean, but... But I think they they're in a position where they could say, "Look, there is something wrong, and that was the attempt that we made, and it was it was it was just so far off base." But like, Mm. so we need to figure out a new pricing structure. Um, But it's not that we don't agree with that. We need somebody else to come in and help us figure this out and and then be have an open dialogue with all of those developers about how they would see like that pricing structure looking and how they like how do we make this like fair if it's just a pure pure greed thing though like they were making enough money yeah a bit like the fifa ea situation Mm -hmm. where it was like we want you to to pay us 300 million uh, or whatever it was over whatever period of time um just to license using our name pretty much they didn't think it through. They just saw the greed and saw the the opportunity to get more money. And now they've massively shot themselves in the foot potentially. And I I, I just unless they're really careful with their next move, like few moves make over the break. next six months, it's gonna be absolute make or break for them. Yeah. I just want to say Maheen Kessor is in the chat. Hey, hey, nice to see you, Maheen. JD says some people have proper power where they can fail and stay afloat. Usually it's those who've been supremely corrupted and seen as important to the shady business interests of the higher ups. And that sort of leads me, I totally agree, JD. And it sort of leads me to the, because while Riccatello is being used as the scapegoat here, Mm -hmm. he is voted into that position 
by a board of directors. And all of those, all of them would have signed off on this. Admittedly, he probably came to them with the plan. It was like, here's why it's going to be profitable for our business. Obviously, nobody in that room failed to predict the level of outcry. That was that was imminent. Uh, absolutely madness. I don't see why you couldn't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, like it or not, as, I, as I've kind of already indicated, the less and less, like right now, like I can't remember how many... Um, sales that EAFC there was a big story this week where EAFC 24 sold millions of copy copies turns out it and then and the, the kind of like angle there is turns out maybe the FIFA license wasn't as important as a lot of people thought like you, you don't need that brand recognition because people can tell people are intelligent and they know it's still the same game uh for all intents and purposes but it's kind of like you know the reckoning's coming like the more and more uh, these download services sort of happen and the, the less and less important that sales become you're gonna have companies look for other ways it's the equivalent to put it in terms that i think at least matt will understand jasmine will understand as well but that's like if somebody told you here's you got an adobe um adobe license well every time a video is watched on youtube that you edited using adobe after effects or whatever then we get a cut of that and it's like Mm. hold on i'm paying you you know a subscription fee that is your money and the more and more this year goes on it's clear that subscription fees from people just aren't enough to cover the overheads of the size that these companies want to grow. Because I, I, I absolutely make love that he's turned this into an Xbox Game Pass rant. I just want to say I love that he's done that. Well, <laughs> well I mean, when this was breaking, there would have been a lot more to say. Very but I think skillful. I'm trying to look forward ahead, like because mm-hmm. yeah, they're you know what I mean. Like Microsoft's making money, or well, they like to say that they're making money. Are they the Xbox Game Pass? Yeah, but are they? It's insane, and uh, I, I'm not not the biggest fan. It has to be said. Um, I was going to say something else then, but I cannot remember. And then, but let's move on to our final story. We've got five minutes left of the podcast to go. It's a bit of a bit of a weird one, but basically, the Microsoft Activision deal could finally be approved by UK regulators this week. What did I say? What did I say months and months and months ago when all of this was first happening? What did I say? I said it's Microsoft. Whatever they want to do, they'll do it. Did I not say that? I want it clipped. I want someone to clip it and send it to me. That's what I said. And here we are, however many months later, talking about that exact thing. It's a Microsoft. If they wanted to do it, they would do it. Anyway, sorry. Introduce the topic. Well, I mean, that that really is all there is to it. Like the CMA, which is the UK regulator, the Competitions and Markets Authority, their internal deadline to make a decision was last week. So, and even though the official deadline is October 18th, so the thought is that the announcement, whether or not they give it the go-ahead, yay or nay, could come in the week in between. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll obviously brief Microsoft before they make the announcement publicly and publish the official record. Um, but it's looking like they gave them the tentative thumbs up already when they gave them, they granted them the extension to revise their terms. And let's not forget, this was over cloud gaming fears, not even market dominance after uh, Microsoft Activision have something in their possession like um, Call of Duty or Diablo, but mainly Call of Duty. Um, so... Uh, Jasmine, I this was the outcome that I think most people were predicting. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we have to like it. Do you know what I mean? Consolidation, not great. Um, Matt, do you have anything to say on this? Um, are you shocked or? I mean, it's not, not happening. Really. They, they could surprise everyone and say, "Yeah, yeah, but... of course." Oh, of course. they definitely won't. Though they, like, they won't, but of yeah. course they could. But um, yeah, I mean, wh- I think what was really bizarre about it was how the CMA after they'd been like nah and then america they they won in america and we're yeah. we're allowed to go ahead with it and then we were like or the cma were like 
actually actually wait for us like that's what it felt like and and now they're like trying to do everything they can to uh to actually work with them to make it happen rather than to work with them to to like see if it's fair like so all that i think all that's been happening behind closed doors is they're just working with them to to be like right how do we lay this out so that we can make it happen to get like together because it's almost like they were like so firm on it and then all of a sudden just as soon as america won they were like come back and and yeah. i t- i kind of saw that coming as soon as i saw the that saw that um saw that they won in the states but yeah i mean like jasmine says it's microsoft they they're going to do it if they want to do it and they'll find a way and if it doesn't work the first time they'll do it again and again and again and again and again until they do do it uh, which is kind of what's happened, and I think all that we're going to hear about is yeah, it's been approved. Um, and then the- all I can hope for is Call of Duty is is looked after. <laughs> after well, that, point. have you played Call of Duty lately? I don't know. No, like, I don't think got... it's even looked after right now. Like, no, like but that's what I mean. Future. Like, like from a from a Call of Duty fan perspective, is it's like well, maybe maybe we'll get some better like leadership in like decision making yeah. for, for maybe this they'll finally game. fix overwatch well, like, no, it's just never gonna happen uh, that, that, that better leadership certainly worked out well for Bethesda, didn't it anyway um uh, adam l makes the joke referring to the previous story every time you watch the mirror walkthrough we get charged a quid i know this is the this is the future that unity wants Mahin Kasor says i still don't fully get this whole story it's complicated but whatever jasmine's take on it is i strongly disagree Mahin, what on earth <laughs> That's really unkind. Oh, Mahin, if you knew the story, like, how have you missed the story as well? Like you're somebody who's dialed in on games, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's what everybody predicted at the end of the day, isn't it? And I hope you're ha- when every like my argument continues to be sixty-eight billion. Think of the games you could have made with that. Oh uh, my god! Don't even get me started. Do you know what you could do with sixty-eight billion? Do you know what you could do? That's what it ultimately comes down to, isn't it? Do they know? Million. Do they think because that they're ever going to make that money back? The Last of Us Part Two was made for two hundred million. With sixty-eight point seven billion, you could make the PSVR two standalone. You can do so much more than that's, that. That's about it. I think that's where the line. I think, I think we that's about it. it. Yeah, like no, they, yeah, just, so, yeah. there is so much you could have done with that money, and they are never ever going to make that money back. No matter what the outcome of the situation is, they are never, ever going to make that money back. They could own Activision Blizzard for hundreds of years and still not make that money back. Do they know that? Yeah, because I think that the company will end up, end up like being worth... It's, it's to do with assets and to do with the worth of assets and, what you know. So, I'd, and, and also, I guess that... I guess that, like, from a... Like, Aaron points out like a dominance standpoint it's a massive move in dominance so it's like there's gonna be there's but it just makes them look stupid it doesn't make them look dominant this is the whole thing about Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. the, to, to you these, and me and uh, maybe but you know these no, are the no, guys no, no. releasing a spherical console next year guys a, a, a <laughs> cylinder 
but this is the thing is that Microsoft consistently make themselves look stupid by making these types of moves and going, yeah, all we're going to do is just acquire, acquire, acquire because we can't do anything ourselves. Mm. We can't develop anything ourselves. This is the thing. If you put 68.7 billion pounds, dollars, whatever it is, into R&D, do you know what you'd end up with? Your own fantastic game studio. But, but the problem yeah, but they're not have... actually handing over 68.7 billion dollars in in like 10 pound notes and then being like can we have yeah. this please it's not it, it doesn't work like that it's like it's to do with leveraging assets and stuff like so that money isn't actually a, it's just numbers on a screen so I it, know. I it's know, it's not it's not I don't, I don't even think I, money I can solve microsoft's issues that's what i mean like the reason I mean, they're acquiring rather than building from the ground up sorry matt is because they haven't got time time's not on their side people need games now do you know what mm. I mean? Like, but uh, yeah. but also, I but mean, even they, yeah, acquiring time. even acquiring time's not been in their side. They've just delayed game after game after game, and the games come out, and then they're crap. So, what was the point of Since acquiring? No, no offense, Bethesda. No offense at all. But oh my god, what on earth is going on? What has acquiring Bethesda actually done for Xbox? I don't. Redfall got its 60 FPS patch. That should have been the headline oh, story. Oh, thank God. Hallelujah. It finally <laughs> happened after six odd months. Hallelujah. Now, funny thing, we should do another stream again, Jasmine. Do on release. Don't say that to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm no. all right. Jasmine's like, uh, I don't want to reinstall. No, I thank you. But I just don't Everybody... understand like, why Microsoft continuously make themselves look worse and worse and worse in the gaming space. Right. As a final note of this. All right, two final notes. One, if you bought Redfall physically at launch, you can peel off that sticker at the back now. Congratulations. Oh you made God. it this far. Second, <laughs> I've completely lost my point, but we've got some comments. <laughs> Sorry about that. While my point comes back to me, it's off the, It's going to come to me, guys. It's going to come. Oh. Um, Maheen says, I still don't fully get the whole story. It's a couple of, Oh, no, uh, we have that one. JD says, I'd like to see the Mirror Gaming have a gaming podcast where you'll talk about the games you've been playing. Maybe just just be Call of Duty every week for me. Matt, Matt will be Call of Duty. Lewis will be FIFA, and then I'm not being. And then every once, in a, once in a while, party animals. Party animals. <laughs> a lot of the time, we probably won't be able to talk about what we're playing either, which is the annoying thing. Um, J- uh, and then Adam L says, "Jasmine catching strays for no reason." Mahin Thank you. Says, Back me, please. Thank you. <laughs> I know, but it's about the laws and stuff. It's complicated. I don't get it. Mahin, Xbox greedy that's what you need to know oh my god i can't believe you just said that uh <laughs> adam l says they don't have time for gaming jd nathan has them working until bedtime <laughs> will not confirm or deny JD <laughs> says, i understand they've been working in a draconian climate right maybe i should put a pin in this now we are all working healthy hours for the most part i would say nathan um, is never letting us on stream without him again this has been fantastic yeah, that's it. when when mom and dad's away the kids do play um I can't remember my point, unfortunately, guys, but 68 billion, crazy stuff. I can't believe you can't remember that. That yeah. really agitated me now, thanks for that. So, sorry about that. I'll let you know at the beginning. You get a text at two in the morning, like I've remembered. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be doing my head in as well, so apologies for that, guys. But I think that brings us to the end of this week's Mirror Gaming Walkthrough podcast. Um, whenever I like, whenever I host, I like to shout out everybody who's commented. So, thank you, JD. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Maheen. Thank you, Scott, I, I guess. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> Aaron Snotter, words like that cut deep. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you. And thank you, Kotax, as well. If indeed you didn't get a Call of Duty mod beta code for Modern Warfare 3 for PC, stick around, watch the streams. But I've got my eye on you, Kotax, all right? Um, Jasmine, Matt, thank you very much for staying on this roller coaster ride of a show with me. Uh, thank pleasure you for as having always. us. No, not Thanks. at all. Not at all. Um, I'll probably be banned from 
the podcast for the indefinite future. So it was nice <laughs> while it lasted, guys. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. And we will see you next Wednesday for another edition of the Mirror Game Walkthrough. Bye-bye. <laughs>